before we get into the message this morning, uh, I've got a, a very honored guest, there's a bunch of honored guests here today, praise God for you all, um, but, but there's one near and dear special to my heart, uh, this man I served under for, for nine years, as a youth pastor, associate pastor, and uh, they drove in from Arkansas, uh, we call it the book tour, they've actually got a book that, uh, that they have put together, uh, Pastor Bob and Karen, if you would, I just want to give you about three minutes, if you come up, I want to introduce you, my pastor that I served under for about nine years, welcome to Pastor Bob Freitas. We're delighted to be here. Of course, we're honored to be able to meet with Geraldine and Allison. They were such a blessing to us in nine years of ministry. And uh, thank God for what I see happening in this church because of your ministry and your faithful. We appreciate pastors and everybody say amen. Anyways, God cares about broken things. And uh, brokenness is a, you see that word in the Bible a lot. I was just reading uh, in Psalm 51 yesterday that the sacrifices of God of a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, he will not despise. Uh, we went through some brokenness, and maybe you've been through some. Uh, the book talks about a broken family, my family, and then talks about a broken body. This dear lady got hit by a bus and hit the end of the bus accident. Son was born with a heart defect, and he's a new baby. He's only supposed to live for three months, maybe a year. We had 18 wonderful years with God, and he tells his story in the book. Uh, he told me one week before the Lord, just weeks before his high school graduation. So on his memorial plaque, it says, Graduated to the Lord, because he knew that he loved Jesus. Christ. What a redeeming day! Look at that. But uh, thank you for letting us share with you today. If you're interested in the book, want to give hope to the broken. We want to minister the gospel. That's what it's all about. Well, I'd like to I'm, praise God. I was born and raised in a godly home. He saw that right away when he started leading me. He said, my father gave me hope. He gave me much experience that lost his family members. When we went at Woodside Institute, I worked in a horrible rough city of Chicago, Illinois. Born in Cisco, Al Capone's neighborhood. So a lot of good came out of that. If I had not been there, I would not have had hope to read about him because he meant such a blessing in my life. And she has long suffering, been married 53 years. serving together uh, faithfully there in, in Salisbury, and uh, again, just thankful for the time we've had together. And not bad golf. He golfed with us yesterday, joined our men's group yesterday. He said, hey, um, but Tyson carries, Tyson has your back today, because sure. it, it's got to be hurt, man. He carried us the whole way. Me, Mark Stevens, and Pastor Bob just wouldn't much help, but it was a great day uh, for all the guys out there. But show him, how many of you in here are, are warm right now? It's hot. Raise your hand. All right, put your hands down. How many of you in here are cold? Hey, that's a shocker. Why that one down? That never happens in the church. All right, gentlemen, this is clear from God's will. Let's get that air cranked up. Man, I, I, I've been here 11 years, and I 
And I try to convince this crowd, it's always hot. Man, thank y'all. That's awesome. Um, so, so today's a special day. I know many of you are here because it's a special day. And we just want to say right out of the gate, thank y'all for choosing to be here, showing your love and your support for your loved one, for your family, uh, for your friends. Uh, it is a special day. And, and I'm just going to be very transparent. That's the only way I know how to be. Sometimes uh, my wife says I'm a little too transparent to a fault. Um, but I want to be real. So here's just me being real. I prepared two messages this week. And you go, oh, no. This is why I don't come to him. Um, don't worry. We're not doing either of those. Uh, I just kept coming back to one passage of Scripture. And uh, I think maybe if you guys may put it up. Actually, look, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to the, uh, to the context of this passage. Uh, by all means, let's go there. Uh, that one is in uh, 2 Corinthians, and you'll see 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and uh, let's look at that together. In fact, for context sake, I'm going to read, and then we'll, we'll pick up here uh, in this section. Paul writing says, do we begin again to commend ourselves, or do we need as some other epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you. You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of Flesh that is of the heart. Father God, I pray this morning that you would speak. That your Holy Spirit, your word would resonate, the truth of this scripture passage would be on display, full display, for all to see. Because Lord, it's you who's begun the work, and it's you who will complete the work until the day of redemption. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, for the privilege today to be together to worship you. To see your handiwork on full display. And so we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So I kept coming back to this passage and just reminded of today being such a unique day. Here's what's happening today, in case some of you didn't know the full scope. So we're going to open the service today with the Lord's table. Now, normally we when we do the Lord's table, we do that in the closing of our services. So this is completely unique and different in that sense. We're going to open the service today with the Lord's table. And then we're also going to observe uh, new members being joined today. There's, there are new members who have gone through our new membership class, and they will be presented to our church members to do an official vote on receiving them into fellowship. And so for many of you as guests, you will see us as a church functioning in a unique situation that a lot of times visitors don't get to experience. And so I want you to observe all of these things, from the Lord's table to, to the um, uh, new members joining, and then the baptism. We're going to have a baptismal service. And what I'm saying, what I want you to observe, is I want you to observe this. I want you to see tangibly the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what's on display. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. That's why we gather. That's why we do these things. 
This is not a ritual. This is not a religious practice, God. This is our lives on full display. This is the love of Christ, the Spirit of God, written on our hearts so that mankind can see. It's the gospel that transforms lives. It's the brokenness of Jesus' body that gives us forgiveness of sin. It's the shed blood of Christ at Calvary that, that forgives us, that gives us the remission of sins, that we can actually be forgiven of our sin. We've all sinned in this room. Every one of us falls short of the glory of God. That stone tablet that was referenced in that scripture, that's a reference to the law. And if you don't think you're a sinner, ask yourself these questions. Have I ever lied? Have you ever stolen something, taken something that, without permission that didn't belong to you? Guys, that's stealing. We've looked with lust. We've committed adultery in the heart. We've not always done things that honor God. These are the things that break the law of God. We are born sinners. We are transgressors of the law. Why do people lie? Because they're liars. Lying doesn't make them a liar. They lie because they lie. And that's every one of us. It's descriptive of all of us. Don't let the world's philosophy tell you you're good people. Oh, you're good people. We're not good people. We rebelled against the holy God. We turned our back on him. We love ourselves more than we love him. We love the things of this world, as we learned in Sunday school again. And the ones who love the world more than they love God, that's, we, that's us. We're broken in our sin. Yet God loved us enough to send his only begotten son. And that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish have everlasting life. So that's the message here. And you're going to see that message played out through the Lord's table. You'll see the symbol of these things. And listen, if you're here today and you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, this is an open table to you. If you're here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would ask you that you just observe. You just watch. You don't have to partake. But you are open to partake if you are a born-again believer. Also, that... Um, in order to make this happen, we, we kind of, in COVID days, uh, we have to do it a little different. Normally, it would be distributed to you. So we're going to try our best to walk us through this this morning. And so we've got deacons that are pale. And I'll try to give you as clear a guidance as possible. So um, with that said, what the way we will do this is when our deacons do come, they will come row at a time. You will go on the outside of your row. And you'll come by on the front of the table, and you'll take an all-in-one cup. It's COVID. They've got the wafers and the little juice all in one, okay? So just take you one and go have a seat. Even if you are not partaking, please come in line. Please take one, but you can just set it in the pew in front of you, the little cup holder. Just set it there. That way it'll be discreet. Again, this is personal between you and God. So we want to respect that. And so just come through as your row comes through. Pick one up. Go back to your seat. If you're not going to take, just put it there between you and the Lord. Okay? Um, and they'll go row to row and, and have you come through and do that. Once you're there, we'll give you some instructions on how to open this because they're a little tricky. Don't feel bad if you spilled some of the cup. All right? <laughs> anyway. Um, so we'll walk you through that. All right? And then later also you'll see, as I mentioned earlier, the new members join. We'll say a couple of things there at that point as well. And if you're visiting, uh, just I want you to take in what's being presented in the new membership and, and the biblical basis behind it. So, 
most of you are here uh, to observe today and how important that is. And so again, I'll remind our candidates and those watching, baptism doesn't save you. It's an evidence that you've been saved because you're walking in faithful obedience to what God's asked you to follow. I always use the illustration, this ring doesn't make me married. If I don't have the ring, I'm still married. Allison's still my wife, right? This, however, is an outward display. It's a symbol that shows I'm saved. My heart belongs to you. you know? And in our death, burial, baptism, in the death and, and, and burial of Jesus Christ, our baptism displays that, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Baptism displays that. And so, again, all of what you see and observe today is the message. So, Pastor, I'm sorry you drove 1,200 plus miles to hear me preach. Uh, you'll have to check this out online, I guess. So, with that said, uh, I'm going to ask the uh, deacons, if they would, to come forward at this time. And as was mentioned, uh, we'll turn our hearts to the Lord in the Lord's table.
pray for salvation in the hearts of those who may be here today hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Christ loved them and gave his life for them to redeem them, forgive them, give them abundant life in Christ and strong So, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would search the heart and mind of every believer, every unbeliever, and that your will be done. Salvation belongs to
heard Dr. Carver in his prayer 
Church is not a building. Church is not a place, a location, a gathering. Church is the believer. If you're here and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, then you're a part of the universal church. But the scriptures speak also to the local church. And God in the New Testament has ordained it that uh, he anticipates, he expects us, he commands us to gather together in a household of faith, a group of believers. Community Baptist Church, 501 South Charles Street, is one of those local churches. And so, uh, if you don't have a home church, we invite you to consider this local body of believers. But if you are a born-again believer, then it's imperative that you be involved in a local assembly. We just did a new members class, and one of the things that we talked about in the class is, you know, how do you navigate in this world today in which we live? You see all these different denominations. And, and so, again, what does Scripture tell us? In Corinthians, it speaks of being a diverse group of believers, having differing gifts, yet we're all members of one body. Christ is the head of the church. And so oftentimes what I'll say here is, hey, maybe, maybe a certain denomination down the road is the right hand of the body. The right hand and the left foot are two completely different parts of the body. Let's be honest, the thumb on the right hand wouldn't feel really a part of the left foot. And so I'm not upset with sometimes these distinctions and these differences as long as we understand who the head is and if we're following the authority of Scripture as to define what the New Testament church is and what our mission and commission is. And so we need to understand that truth. And so as a part of the body of Christ, um, it's important that we understand individually our spiritual gifts so that we can put those into play in a local church gathering, that we might edify one another. That's why you've been given the spiritual gift. If you're a born-again believer, you have been invested with not only the Spirit of God who sealed you to the day of redemption, you've also been gifted to do service for the Lord and for one another. And so one of the things we do in our new members' class is try to talk about this, help folks discover what that gift is so that they can put into practice their faith. You are our epistles, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. You see, you've heard the saying, you're the only Bible some people will ever read. How is your message? And so our life of service, our life of being involved in a local church is, again, following God's will. And so we invite you to consider that today, to be a part of a local church, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered local church. With that said, I am excited because we just had some folks come through our new members class, and they have completed the new uh, members course. Again, people say, well, wait a minute, that, that's not in the Bible. Where's, where's that guy going to go through a class? Look, no, you'll not find thou shalt go through a class. But what you will find in the New Testament is oftentimes there's references to those who were numbered among them. You'll find a list of widows. you also find Christ himself speaking in Matthew where he says, in regards to church discipline, that if your brother sins, you go to him. And if he hears you, you gain your brother. If not, you take two or more with you. And again, there's this process. And then the last thing Jesus says, he says, if they will not hear them, then you tell it to the church. 
do is to tell the whole universal church. Again, this is one of the things in our new members class that we go through and we highlight how God intends in Scripture that we be a part of a local community. And so that's what we provide in the new members class. I think most of you here, if I were to guess correctly, didn't just show up on your wedding day and said, I do. You took a little time to court. You took a little time to date. You got, took a little time to get to know each other, right? And so that's another reason why here at Community Baptist Church we offer a class such as that. It's sort of a courting period. Because, hey, we may not be a match for you. You may not be the thumb. You may be the big toe. Um, and don't ask me what part I am. Most of you can probably guess. But anyway, we'll leave it there. Um, so with that said, guys, again, um, it's exciting because we, we've had some come through the class. And so what I'd like to do is invite those members, potential candidates, come forward at this time if you would. Those of you who can please back. And we started a new tradition, thanks to Deborah Grubby. She wanted her certificate of membership. <laughs> guess what Deborah's getting today? It's official. <laughs> If you'll stand right here, please. You guys will stand right there. And Faith, you stand right there. And um, there you go. You guys hold right there. That's excellent. All right. So um, I'm, we'll just do this collectively together instead of going down the line all together. Does that work? Because um, we are a community. Um, so <laughs> they don't get any better. <laughs> so based upon your completion of the new members class, uh, in which we had you write your testimonies and how you came to know Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have all completed the new members class, and uh, you also uh, come today uh, professing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Is that correct? Say, I do. I do. Okay, excellent. If you have, uh, then based upon that testimony of faith and the completion of the new membership class, uh, you know who we are, we know who you are. Uh, I would like to extend to the members of Community Baptist Church that we affirm and receive these guys into fellowship here at Community as members of Community Baptist Church. All members in favor say amen. 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 Any opposed? I didn't think so. Welcome, guys. Here is your certificate, ladies and gentlemen. exciting to see all these folks. Of course, the one with my daughter, she's 16, so here in this church, she's voting age now, so that was Faith Barn, and then you had Lauren Harrell, and you had uh, Chandler, I'm sorry, I'm already calling, she's already, I'm already marrying y'all, I'm sorry, Lauren Butler, <laughs> they are engaged, they are getting married, uh, Lauren Butler and Chandler Harrell, and so, uh, and we are excited, because that's just around the corner, but anyway, good stuff. Uh, I want to remind our, our church at this time, um, and, and again, if you're here visiting with us, this is, we have a covenant. You didn't realize that. Uh huh. Yeah, see, look, I've told you, y'all gotta come through my new membership class, even if you're a member. Come on. Um, I want you to hear these things because this is what we've covenanted to when we say I'm a member. Please hear these. Predicate. Having received the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, relying wholly upon his finished work for salvation, the 
upon a profession of personal faith in Christ Jesus, and having been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And again, two of these are that, that membership was contingent upon the baptism that will follow. Um, here's the covenant in general. We do now, in the presence of God, the angels in this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into the covenant with one another, that we will walk together in newness of life, with brotherly love, his glory as our common Lord. We therefore in his strength particularly engage. The assembly, that we will not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. At such times and places as the church may appoint, for instruction, for prayer, for business, for evangelizing, that we will strive to promote the prosperity and spirituality of the church and sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrine. And that when we remove from this place, we will as soon as possible unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Mutual care is something that also your community is appreciated. That we will exercise a mutual care as members, one of another, to promote the growth of the whole body in Christian knowledge, holiness, and comfort in all the will of God. That we will remember each other in prayer. That we will aid each other in sickness and distress. Right now, this morning, as we're here gathered, one of our members, Mike Farley, is undergoing surgery. He's in vitamins. And, um, and so many of us have been in prayer this weekend and prayer this morning for Mike. And so, again, let's put this into practice. And if you would, let's join together right now as we pray for our brother. Father, you know right now, as we speak, surgeons are performing a bypass surgery. And uh, Lord, we just pray you would guide these physicians. You're the great physician. And yet, Lord, you use medicine, you use the technology, the things that you've gifted man to give knowledge to and use for good. And I pray that in this situation, you would bring healing to our brother tonight. Be with his family right now, his daughter and his wife. And Lord, just surround them. told uh, in regards to that mutual care that not only do we aid each other in sickness and distress that we will frequently exhort and if occasion required admonish one another according to Matthew 18 15 to 17 in the spirit of meekness considering ourselves lest we also be tempted contributions this is another one that uh, we agree to in covenant that we will cheerfully and according to our ability regularly contribute of our means for the relief of the poor, for the expense of the church, for the maintenance of a faithful gospel ministry among us, and the spread of the gospel throughout all the world. We also agree to this in our covenant, alone and at home, that we will not omit private and family devotions, nor allow ourselves to permit the too common neglect of the great duty training our children and others under our care in the nurture and admonition of the Lord with a view to the service of Christ and the enjoyment of heaven. Also before the world, we agree to this, that we will walk circumspectly before the world, 
such of its games, amusements, and fashions as are opposed to spiritual mindedness, that we will be temperate in all things and cautious, especially being on our guard against the abuse and use of intoxicants and other harmful drugs or substances, that we will be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagements, and exemplary in our deportment, that we will avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, in order that we may win souls, remembering that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The invocation reads as this. And the God of peace, who, bought, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. All of the church members said, Amen. Guys, this isn't about legalism. It's not about jumping through hoops or externally performing a certain way. If that's your idea of what it means to be the church, then you've been sold a false gospel. But what we tell others here and we preach throughout this world is that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, transforms our lives from the changes us. We know Christ in relationship, but it is a relationship. And that relationship must be maintained. It must be time to And so allow the Spirit of God to transform you, change your life. And these things work themselves through our lives. We become written letters that are clearly seen to the heart of Christ. And so, again, those who join today, we welcome you to the family of Community Baptist Church, and we invite others who are looking to consider. With that said, I'm going to ask out this time our baptismal candidates. If you would, you can go ahead and make your way to the back rooms, and as they uh, find their way to be back, uh, again, reminding you as you observe these things today, that uh, this is simply a picture, if you will, of the gospel. This doesn't say it. This shows that these hearts and lives have been transformed and changed, and their desire is to live that out now before an unbelieving world. And so I'm going to invite Randall if he would at this time, as I get my place. And um, also, too, Randall, if you're done singing, if you could grab some muscle and maybe slide this one to the side, that would be great. Which song, Randall?
<laughs> so Emma was real excited uh, when she heard of the baptismal service coming up, and her and her mom and dad uh, set up a time to come by, and we explored this baptistry, and we made sure this morning that this water would not be over her head until it needed to be. <laughs> Emma, you, uh, you come to us this morning, and I want to ask you, do you profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? So Adam and I had a conversation about this uh, being baptized, and 
so Adam, I, I want to ask you the question I asked you then. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Okay. Based upon that profession of faith, it's a great joy and pleasure. Buddy, that I get to baptize you now in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of his death.
is this young lady. And I'm going to tell you what, she's making Chandler an honest man. It's exciting. <laughs> uh, they are engaged to be married uh, next year, so pray for them as well. But it's just been exciting to see this young lady. She's a, she's a man, she's a crazy softball player. Let me just leave it back there. But, uh, it's, it's good to have her as part of our church family. Thank you. 
little less bag, we were going through some of the throes of what you go through. Nausea, vomiting. Thank the Lord for conquered that thing. She looked at me and she says, Why? Why did you do this? I could only hold her. that.